Peace, what's up, y'all? This is Comedy right now. You're checking out my girl, Indy. Y'all stay in tune, all right? Every once in a while, we gotta stop. We gotta stop and take stock. Basically, revisiting your relationship, I would say every three to six months. The whole paying half thing, I just... It's like, okay, you have 400 and I have 400. We're gonna put up... It's kind of cheesy. It's like... If I have the six and you have the two mm-hmm. and things need to be done, I'm just going to give the six. This is the thing. And this is the bottom line. We don't belong to anyone. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're spirits. Mm-hmm. We don't belong. We're free. We don't belong to anyone. Our flesh puts us in a position where we have to make choices. Mm-hmm. And we need to be responsible for our choices. Point blank, period. Yo, yo, what up? DJ Rampage, Global Rampage Sound, all of that. Right now, we rocking out with my homegirl, my princess, my queen, Indy. Holla. So a lot of times, we have these pint people that want to get with these gallon people. <laughs> and it just don't work. Well, <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. Am I the pint or the gallon? I You're the gallon. Know. Okay, okay. <laughs> From lifestyle to entertainment and important worldviews, this is Independent Lens. I am your host, Indy Smith, and your voice matters. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Indy. This is another episode of Independent Lens, and I am so grateful. I am so proud. I'm so honored to have my boy Ash Cash in on the conversation. If you don't know Ash Cash, he is the motivational financial expert extraordinaire and we met literally in the streets of Harlem and we were blessed to have him on 107.5 WBLS and he has just blown up amazing author and I just have I want to know some truths about this financial situation so from me to you I introduce Ash Cash what's up Ash Andy Andy what's up family how you feeling (laughs) I'm feeling good. Like, people that know me know that I'm a hermit by nature. So quarantining isn't hard for me emotionally or mentally. Um, It is a struggle because I'm very protective of my family and my mom. I'm the only child, and I lost my dad last year. So not having my mom around is bothering me. And I'm trying to convince her to come to me, even though people are like, nah, she needs to stay where she is. You in the hot spot. I'm like, look, my apartment is not the hot spot. If I could pour bleach on you, I would. So, you know, but other than that, I'm good. How are you? How are the kids? How's the wife? Everybody's good. Everybody's good. You know, uh, thank God, you know, we're being safe. uh, We're being secure. I mean, don't tell him I told you, but, you know, every now and then I got to sneak out in the car and just sit because, you know, (laughs) I got, I got a, a four-year-old, I got a 12-year-old, and uh, I'll tell you. Yeah, you know. well, the 12-year-old, I'm sure she's, like, in her own room doing her she own, is. she's probably writing a book knowing it, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. yeah she know, but dude, the funny thing about it, is, and this is a blessing, it's like the gift and the curse, so she, like, the best of both worlds, because she, yeah, she goes in her, her room, she does her own thing, she plays a little Roblox with her friends and stuff. But then she has this uh, this child in her that you know her her and my son they'll run around the house making a lot of noise and so she so she'll tap into her inner four year old and you'll be thinking you got two four year olds in the house which is a gift. Oh, curse, that know, so. is that's a blessing because at least he yeah. still feels like he has somebody to play with. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know what? Talking about children, let me ask you this. 
in the crisis that we're in right now, you know, we spoke about it before, like people are dipping into their savings. Um, I'm sure they've people that are responsible have put money away for their children. What do you say to that? Do you touch your child's fund to eat or do you leave it alone right now? How does that work? How do you handle your child's finances and how do you teach children to be more responsible right now? That's a great question. Um, as far as tapping into any money that you've put away for your child, even retirement, because I've heard that a lot, you know, people talking about um, touching their retirement money, things of that nature, that should be last resort. Only because there are consequences depending on what type of account that you have it in. Um, you know, if it's an account that is tax deductible where you were, you didn't pay any taxes on it, uh, you don't want to create a taxable event and now take this money but then owe money on the back end to the IRS. And so I would say that that should be sort of like a last resort. Uh, this is definitely some unprecedented times and people don't know where things are going. But, you know, money saved up for your child, money for your retirement, that's all long-term money that they would still need down the line. So you don't want to inadvertently pull yourself back and not be able to, you know, let your kids go to college or things of that nature. Um, and so I think it's a last resort. I do think that regardless of the fact that people are losing jobs and people are being furloughed, that there is still a silver lining. There is still opportunity uh, to make money in this environment. And so I would not tell people people immediately to start looking at ways to use what they currently have to survive and make money. Really uh, put your emotions aside, uh, really kind of get yourself together, whether you have to pray, whether you have to meditate, but go within mm. and think about all these skills that you have that were particularly built for times like this and figure out how can you uh, create, you know, how can you write a book? How can you make an ebook? Uh, is there any online courses that you can do? Are you, you know, were you a good person over the phone? Are there, you know, uh, call centers that you can get, because call centers are still hiring, right? Mm, so can okay. you be a call center rep? So don't immediately think, how can I deplete what I already have? Still think in an abundance mindset. How can I make more money? And I think if you keep, if you if you stay in that space, um, you'll figure out that there are some ways that you can make some money, make ends meet, um, and you don't necessarily have to touch what you already put aside. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, this is your girl, Indy. This is Independent Lens. And I got more questions for Ashcast. So we'll be right back. Ladies, are you tired of bundles that don't last? Well, at Total Glory Beauty, their 100% human virgin hair is made to flow, bounce, and blend to perfection. Products include bundles, closures, frontals, 360 wigs, and a variety of other beauty products for your specific beauty needs. Total Glory Beauty stands by their quality seal of approval. For fabulous hair, visit TotalGloryBeauty.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Total Glory Beauty, the leader in beauty. This is Indy, your host of Independent Lens. I am excited to have my boy Ash Cash with me today. And I hope you get a lot from this conversation because he has a wealth of knowledge. Okay, so Ash, we were talking about last resort. Don't go into any essential funds that are um, accruing any interest or you can have penalties for. And you mentioned people need to tap into their pretty much inner entrepreneurial skills to build businesses. Um, I'm going to put this out there because I know people are thinking it. This stimulus money, 
We've gotten a stimulus check. We may get another one. We may not. Do you advise people to take their stimulus money and try and create a business? Is that enough money to create a business? Is that responsible? What are you saying to people? Because that's the reality. Like people are going to pay their bills. They want to eat. But I'm sure people are thinking, you know what? I'm sitting here. Maybe I should go out and buy some hair and do braids. Maybe I should go and flip this and buy some mask or some protective gear and sell it on the corner. What do you say to that? Those are the real thoughts people are having. Yeah, I love that question, Indy, because forever in a day, I've always preached having multiple streams of income. But number one, beyond preaching about having multiple streams of income uh, is this notion that you need to change your relationship with money. Instead of working hard for money, you have to make sure that money is working hard for you. Let's say prior to COVID-19, the goal should be always to work, right? Use your, your physical labor to work to make money. But then once you make that money, you use that money to create an income-producing asset. And that income-producing asset is what's going to continue to give you some money. And so the reason why I say that is because it's the same with the stimulus package or the stimulus fund. Uh, you get your money, um, and instead of uh, using that money to buy uh, things that are not going to make you more money, I would absolutely say that the best thing to do is to take that money and flip it. So, right. So let's say you got $1,200 and you use half of it. You use $600 and you buy wholesale, let's say hair uh, to braid, or if you buy a face mask or whatever the case may be, that $600 could literally turn back to $1,200 to $1,800. Now you take that same $600 and you keep doing that over and over and over again. And now you've created a business that you could fund from a smaller perspective. The problem is that a lot of times people look at, you know, small beginnings and think to themselves, well, you know what, uh, making an extra twelve hundred dollars, uh, you know, I'm going to flip this money. I want to make five thousand. I want to make ten thousand. No, mm. if you put six hundred dollars and you make an extra twelve hundred, you know, and you keep doing that. Eventually you do that five times. That's five thousand dollars. And now you got five thousand dollars to do a, a bigger business or do something else. Um, so I do think that it's a great opportunity to flip that money. But the truth of the matter also, uh, and I want to and, and put this out there, um, is that there's a lot of businesses that you actually don't need money to start. Right. Wow. So I'll give you I'll give you an example. Let's say, for instance, you have great customer service skills like your last job. Uh, you are a customer service rep. You have great customer service skills um, and you just got laid off or you just got furloughed. Well, you can go to Thinkific.com, right? T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C, uh, Thinkific.com or Teachable.com. These are all platforms that allow you to uh, create uh, online lessons and courses and things of that nature. Uh, you can literally take your iPhone, take your Android, sit in front of the computer uh, and teach somebody a skill or how to be a great customer service rep. Wow. Now, you, you use that skill, you put it on Thinkific, and then now you use your social media to reach out to people who, are, who don't have jobs, who are looking uh, to get a call center job and say, hey, you know, I was an expert as a call center person, buy my course for $10, for $20, for $50, and you could learn how to be a great customer service rep. So now when you do your interview, you'll land a job. So by doing that, you now, you spend no money, right? If you get 10 people to buy your course at $20, and they have it too, because they just got the, the stimulus package, so they'll pay you the $20 to get another job. Now you just got 10 people to, and you made $200 with zero. 
right? And that's just one example. There's other examples, wow. ebooks. There's other examples, but that's an example of not needing any money and still making some money out there. So the opportunities are out there if you look and you sit down and you quiet yourself and figure it out. Well, I know you have given these examples in your books. What books would you suggest people to purchase from you that can show the skills, show the steps and how to make money? What books do you suggest, if not all of them? <laughs> yeah, so I actually have a new book that I created specifically for this time uh, called The Great Financial Reset. Um, and so if you go to the greatfinancialreset.com, it gives you everything. It gives you what you need to know in order to uh, thrive during this time. It gives you everything you need to know to, in order to reset your finances to come out better off. Um, so the greatfinancialreset.com. Um, and in fact, if you go and you order the book, um, I give you immediate access to some courses that I have that actually teach you how to create a product from beginning to end, uh, you know, how to create passive income. So go to the greatfinancialreset.com in order to order that book. Wow. His name is Ash Cash. This is your girl, Indy Independent Lens. We'll be back. At Metropolitan College of New York, education demonstrates the power of purpose to transform the lives of individual students and their communities. Purpose-centered education is their powerful model, which immerses students in the practice of developing, implementing, and analyzing their lives. For more information on enrollment and available courses, please visit mcny.edu or call 212-343-1234. Again, you can call 212-343-1234. All right, y'all, this is your girl, Indy, Independent Lens. I have held Ash Cash for longer because if you see behind the scenes, you know we were talking on another show that I host on. Ash, I'm just so grateful. And one of my personal questions, I want to know, I follow Dr. Claude Anderson. I'm a follower of his. The OG. The OG. OG. And it wouldn't be like me not to ask you, a real question. I know it's uncomfortable. I know we don't like to tap into it, but as a black woman, I have to because my people matter to me. What is your opinion? Dr. Anderson mentions that we are at no, we're like not even on any playing field as black people on the economic playing field. And what do you say to that? Like, how do we, how do you think we can get there does it start small? Do we have to own more larger platforms, i.e. banks, media? Like, what do you say to that? I say that he is 100% correct. I say that, you know, as black people, we have to stop falling for perception and what things look like. We have to stop chasing after celebrities and think that because we see something or see somebody every day that they have true wealth. I can tell you as a financial advisor that I have uh, dealt with many people who have big names who had no money, right? And so just because you know somebody, just because somebody is famous, doesn't mean that they have money or power, right? right? I know Gabrielle Union recently came out and was saying that actors 
you know, are making minimum wage and that they're one paycheck away from going broke and things of that nature. And so I agree 100 percent that um, it's going to take us owning bigger platforms, but it's also going to take us on a lower level, pulling our monies together, cooperative economics working together. You know, I remember Jay-Z said, what's better than one billionaire? And the answer was two. And people automatically was like, yes, it's two. Well, I believe that what's better than one billionaire is a thousand millionaires right mm. and i think that what we need to start focusing on is not trying to be the best of the best and in, in everything we need to be the best of the best in what we do and max out on that so that way we can also start to allow everybody to do that and when everybody does that uh, we now come together we support each other right in, in claude anderson's book powernomics he says buy black but sell to everyone Right. And that's what it's about. You know, it's about supporting our community, buying black, sticking together, cooperative economics, but creating businesses that can sell to everybody. Because if we're only 13% of the population, we will not build wealth by only selling to ourselves. We have to be able to do what everybody else has figured out and everybody else does in our community is sell in our community. So we have to sell in those other communities. Uh, but we also, in order for us to do that, we need to own. We need to own our own media outlets. We need to own our own banks. We need to own our own hospitals. We literally have to go back to the blueprint that was built for us during Black Wall Street. And now we have an opportunity to do that, right? We look at this uh, pandemic and all of this opportunity to build businesses and to build things from scratch. This is not the time to, to shrink. This is not the time to say to ourselves that we're in a, an unfortunate situation. We're not. If we look at it from the right lens, we have an opportunity to tip the scale to really start to build from within and create an infrastructure that will be long-standing. Um, and when you think about other communities, there, there are other communities, um, i.e. My, my Jewish brothers and sisters, who through pain, through struggle, they were able to build and monopolize and create an infrastructure that can't be penetrated. If I ask you right now, who is the leader of the Jewish faith, you're not going to know because they follow a code. Uh, they stick together and that code is embedded in their culture. Mm. And we need to do the same. We need to embed a code within our culture so that no one person controls the culture and you can't get rid of a person and then the community goes down right everybody's on the same page and we're all following the same model we're following the same rules um and we're moving in unison uh we could be a powerful force powerful than than than, than anybody has ever seen but it's always going to boil down to working together because the, the african proverb says if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together Absolutely. Oh, my God. OK, where can people find you? Because I want people to get together, go together and devour your platform so they can learn more. So how can people find you? Yeah, you can definitely uh, follow me uh, or go to my website, IamAshCash.com. Uh, follow me on all social media platforms, uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at IamAshCash. Awesome. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. It was an honor talking to you. I, I mean, you know, I follow you on Facebook and all, and I watch your videos and I'm like, okay, we need Ash. We, we, it's, it's been way too long. He's been written too many books and we can't let him get too far away from us. So I thank you for your time. God bless you. God bless your family. And we will definitely stay in touch. Sounds good. Andy, I appreciate you as always. I'll never be too far ahead. Like, 
forever. Yeah. I'm eternally indebted. Any, I don't care if I'm Oprah level. You need me <laughs> to holla at me. I'm always there. So well, you, y- y'all heard that yourself. Like he gets on Oprah level. I'm sitting there. I got a front seat VIP section. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I, y'all. I'm from Harlem, though, so I can't, I, you know what I mean? I thank love, you. you. Know, I got a special place in my heart for, for my Harlem folks, you know? Well, you know what? We hardworking hustlers, too. Oh, we are hardworking hustlers. We created the hustle. Exactly. If you, if, you, if you look up the word hustle, Harlem is there. Love it. Love it. All right, everybody. This is your girl, Indy, Independent Lens. I will check you on the next conversation. Well, that wraps up another episode of Independent Lens. I'm your host, Indy Smith. And thank you for hanging out with me and taking part in the conversation. Remember, your voice matters.